Hello everyone, welcome to another episode on Hastopods. Today I'll be talking about the shooting that happened in Portland last night on Saturday, the 29th of August 2020. Yes. Why am I talking about this issue? Well, why is this so significant? Well, yesterday marks the one week of at least five shootings that have taken the lives of three people and have two people badly injured. What is the significance of this to the bigger picture of our political um, temperature? I'll be telling you this and a lot more. My name is Hassan and this is Astopods. Alright guys, this podcast right here has many layers to it. So I would like you to just bear with me as I as I unravel them piece by piece. So it's just me narrating what I saw that is going on. And um, I like also just go along with this flow. Now this is the thing. So Jacob Blake, right? This all the other snaps that happened. Jacob Blake was uh, shot six times, at least, in the back. And this man is so strong that he's still right now is alive, even though he's still struggling to stay alive. And you know, he was he, he, of course going to spark a very massive outrage because his back was against the cops. He was going to his car, even if he had a knife in the car or anything. I do not think shooting him six times or more is a form of escalating that situation. That's just my opinion. Now, if you now juxtapose that with um, Kyle Rivington, that I actually shot and killed people and was walking towards the police with his hands up or with signaling because the police, police are or something like that, and they just drove by and he was, he, he actually that turned himself into the cops the following day. And you ask the question, who is, more, who is the threat? If, if, it was a, if that was a black, white man, if that was a, an African American, would he, I've experienced such experience walking towards the cop, harmed walking towards the cop, with people yelling, stop him or something like that. Is that what I just killed someone? Will the cops really move past him? So there's that part of it. But for me, I look at everything and I am really, uh, I can see clearly that there's politics going on right now. It's no coincidence that this is going on in the very year that there'll be a there'll be a presidential presidential um what's it called um election and we have some people saying that they should not even do debates because they feel like they can win this based on the way the way the atmosphere is so charged up and tensed up and we have some people on the other hand um idolizing kyle the 17 year old kid that just killed two people and badly hurt the third the third one i'll give you the names of, the, of i mean we have to talk about these people's names because as much as we talk about the black lives, um, Jacob Blake and the people and not the rest of them, people that have lost their lives, we have to talk about them. So I like to talk about, mention their names. Kyle Rivington allegedly shot and killed Joseph Rosenbaum. He also shot and killed Anthony Huber and he badly injured Gage Gross Quetz. Okay, so it's important that we mention these guys' names so that we also give them the same amount of um, publicity that the Jacob Blicks have enjoyed and not the address of them. Because as blacks are dying, we've we've seen white white people also dying because they are fighting alongside the blacks in the in the justice for all movement. But my whole thing about this whole situation is not to racialize it. 
is to make us understand that it's not a question that we have this um, RSC campaign or convention, they call it, and, you know, Trump talked about law and order. But for the people like Melania Trump that spoke to the heart of the people, and maybe um, Tim Scott and maybe Nick Ailey a little bit, the rest of them are just saying that everything will be worse under the Democrats. Understanding that, yes, democratic states are those that are really having this problem with um, security and all those things. But the problem is that right now, this is a Republican government. And it's under the Republican government that we're having this rise in a racial divide. This was never the case during the time of Obama. We can see this for a fact that under President Trump, this country has been better secured from external forces, but has been miserably insecure in terms of the internal security. Because there's consistent racial divide and people feel like they can go out and say whatever they want to say. Imagine someone like Tucker Carlson praising this 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 kid in his, on his own time, primetime event and primetime show that at least 4 million Americans are watching. And the rest, and a lot of conservative media um, shows like that that have praised him and have even raised over $100,000 for his, for his um, attorneys. That is wrong. I'm not saying the guy should not have his fed time in the, in the court of law, of course he should, because according to the story, some of the cases were like he was trying to defend himself because if he had been captured, maybe they would have killed him, but we don't know that yet. But the fact remains that this kid is 17 years old, he has no business in the public space, he has no business holding a rifle that's, that, that has the ability to kill people at just one shot. He has no business in that place, at that, and he's living, he lives 20 miles away from that from that um, from that particular place from from Kenosha, so what are we talking about? Why are we praising? Why are we not calling a spade for a spade? Because that's what it is. And for me, I am really disgusted because the Democrats are saying, "Oh, look at them! They're the one that's discussing it. Oh, we are protesting peacefully, but you see the looting, you see this, those things, and you've not been able to correct it." And the Republicans are saying, "Listen, we're going to have to rise up and defend ourselves." rise up and defend our, our our shops our businesses that these people are burning you see so both 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 parties are using race and um all those things to 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 make people come against one another and the people will not see this because they are really into their political parties and whatever they think that they oh this they are saying the right things why are we the pawns that they are using for their own political um, um, um political ambitions or whatever we are the ones that that that, that 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 is dying. It's not Nancy Pelosi's grandkids or our kids. It is not Trump's grandkids or his kids. You know, it is Americans that is dying. It is Black Americans that is facing this thing. And how does this actually help to solve the issue of racial um, um, injustice in this country? How does how, how, how does killing people in amazing numbers stop the issue of um, you know systemic injustice in this country? I don't understand this. If you are, I mean, the, the Portland protest has, has been going on for well over 90 days, more than three months of protest. How has that changed anything? And now they keep dragging the, the sporting people, the athletes into this, into these issues. You have athletes saying that, calling people to go and vote for Democrats. You have, no. Let people vote who they want to vote for. Athletes, in my opinion, should not be, um, uh, you know, so soiled in, in, in the issues of politics. 
Because as an athlete, believe me, you have both Democrats and Republicans. You have both the good and the bad guys as your fans because they love your athletic abilities. You give them joy and comfort. So why would you alienate those other people of your of your fan base because of your political ambition of some of someone? People that have not have, have in recent times have not really been pro your community. So that's what I that's why I say this. I say President Trump playing this politics. All of them playing this politics, using race as a as a bait for for um, for people to vote for them. I believe Americans are well more intelligent than, than these people. Now look at what happened last night in terms of the guy, the man that was shot, that was killed. We have a case of um you know a a, a caravan in the, that means like like vehicles, not one like maybe twenty or more than that of them. I mean like caravan vehicles. En route to Portland and all those areas that these protesters are. Now, these are pro-Trump um, protest um, um, supporters driving right into the heart of where the Black Lives Matter um, protesters are protesting. That is you calling for trouble. Now, you drove into those places. There were you guys know there will be fist fight, there will be curses, there will be all those things going on. And what happened? Somebody was killed. Another white American was killed. Now we can say that we have we've had three white folks killed in less than four days between between you know in, in, interval. It's not that that's why so when you say all life matter, that's what I'm talking about. Because it's not just the black folks that are dying, we have white folks that are dying in support or against this whole racial stuff. And why are we doing this though? What is this gonna really do? Really, they keep talking about Trump. They keep talking about Biden. They're gonna kill us. They're gonna maim us. I, I mean, we should do with the facts. I have said it <coughs> several times that I will support Trump any day, anytime because of what he has done. Terms of what he has actually done in fixing the the, um, the justice reform and and um, some some other things that he has done for the for the black communities. And for the face of, for the for the simple fact that America has been well prosperous under President Trump, but I also I also say that I understand that Trump has not been a good politician. I mean, I guess he is a good he's a good politician because he knows how to talk to his own base, to his racist base. And if Trump makes this thing a race race um race uh campaign or race election, he's going to lose because guess what, the suburban. Um, American lady that he's trying to target, they are not in support of racism. They are too intelligent. They are too smart to fall for that trap or to take that bait. No, they don't do that. However, they are not. They may not be as enthused with um, Joe Biden because of his, you know, whatever cases make it. Because I, I said it because of his, his physical state of mind. And I think if Biden becomes president, the most prominent person in the administration will actually be his wife. Joe Biden. People don't think that, but she's going to be very, very powerful in terms of if Biden becomes president, she'll become very powerful. I like her. I don't, I don't have anything against that, but that's not what America, America, um, America elected. You know, you know, it's like that house of cards when, you know, it's a bit like, it's look like, like, like the house of cards kind of scenario. That's what it's going to look like, you know, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, I don't know, but I just feel like she'll be very, very powerful if her husband or when her husband becomes president. That being said, we have this all of these factors going on, and they are all playing using that race card, you know, playing that race card. And I think 
President Trump has uh, the opportunity right now in the next 24 hours, because I read that he, he, he intends to visit um, Kenosha, to visit the place that um, Blake, um, James, um, James Blake, um, Jacob Blake um, um, was shot and all those things. Maybe visit the family and the family are already protesting that they don't want to see Trump and all those things. I don't think that's a smart move, you know. He's the president of the, of, the, of the United States of America, you know. He's the president and it's good to, if he's going to come down there to see what's going on and he wants to see you guys, I think it's good for them to see him. You know, give him the honor of, of because he's the president of this country. You know, it means a whole lot. Let him just, let, yeah, at least hear him out. And if he's obnoxious or he's talking the way that I don't want, you can tell him to walk out of your of your house. You know, there's nothing he can do to you. You know, but if he wants to come, let him come. Let try to hear him out. It's always a good thing because that's a that'll be a major move in terms of quelling this whole um charged atmosphere. But the point that we are not we are not getting is that. I believe strongly that if Trump in the next 24 hours or to 48 hours, if he do, what he says and do will mean a whole lot. You see, um, during the DNC um, convention, when Michelle Obama, the beautiful, smart, loving Michelle Obama um, uh, made that address, you know, that, that speech, when she said that whenever we look to this White House for some leadership or consolation, or any semblance of steadiness what we get instead is chaos division and a total and harder lack of empathy that is a powerful statement that is a, that's such a powerful statement oh my god you see that statement is so devastating that trump has to from this moment now make sure that he works against that statement to make sure that he has he has the ability to be empathetic that he has the ability to be steady that he has the ability you know to 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 not divide this nation he has the ability to bring us together and to be and to be consoling he has to prove that because this lady has just said that you have never whenever we look to this white house for some leadership or consolation or any any semblance of steadiness what we get instead is chaos, division, and a total and utter lack of empathy. So President Trump, with that statement, must prove to America because what Michelle Obama is saying, she's actually talking to that suburban American lady and that suburban American man that is that is somewhere in the middle, that wants peace, that wants tranquility, that wants justice, that wants fairness for, for, for Americans. That this man has not proven that he can listen he can share our own grief. He can he can put himself in our own shoes. He cannot lead us. He does not know how to feel our our temperature. Now, she said the statement. It's not up to Trump and his his people to prove her wrong. Now, this is the right time. This is like a perfect storm, because the man that was killed. As um, what's it called? It's, it's called um, that was killed yesterday. As um, they said, is an insignia of patriot prayer, a far right. She he had a hat on. He said the man that was shot and killed was wearing a hat with the insignia of patriot patriot prayer, a far right group based in Portland that has clashed with protesters in recent in, in the past. So we have right wing and left wing people dying left, right, and center. The whole atmosphere is charged up. It's tensed up because you have people like Tucker Carlson saying some jargons on on the, on the Tucker Tucker Carlson show, and all these people saying law and order, not preaching empathy, not preaching uh not preaching togetherness. 
divided the nation even further. And we can see now people are not beginning to take up arms. Like we have, you know, this America, people have their guns. We're going to protect our own, ourselves. After all, Trump has got us to do that. It, it, even though he has not said that directly, but they believe his body language has said that. And we have Michelle Obama calling on Trump's character. Hence the reason why Trump has to go to, um, to Kenosha to, 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 to see this people's family and talk to the people. He must, he must show genuine understanding and willingness to understand and empathize and console and lead Americans. Whatever, what he's going to do in the next 24 to 48 hours will be very pivotal to his success or failure in this presidential election. I wish you understand this. I hope you do. I hope somebody will tell him to, to tone it down that, you know, two wrongs can never make a right. I've said it many times that the Democrats have not really been helpful to the, to the black people, to the, to the minorities. They are only using them as a political bait. Now, the same thing that they are doing, that's what the, Democrat, the Republicans are doing right now. And it's incumbent upon the man, the commander in chief to forgo all political affiliations and speak to Americans. If you can demonstrate this at a level that is very genuine, I think the tables will turn automatically. He's the president, so he has the loudest mark before him anyway. He knows how to tweet. If you can display this, not talk about his numbers or what he's done for the black community, but if you can display this act, both the right and the left and the center, to call them to order and and, and map out a, a peaceful way forward, America will be good for it. Because he has failed in terms of the coronavirus. Because we have lost over 180,000 Americans to this virus. He has failed in terms of uniting the nation by his political rhetoric that is mainly appealing or campaigning to his political base. Who, they, who are they themselves? Some of them are racist. Some of them are people that think that, you know, it's, it's Trump against the world. He needs to tone those things down a little bit and be genuine as he can be so that that suburban vote will all be ease because believe me up to as i'm speaking right now americans are not really as over ill in love with joe biden they are still more love for trump but they're just tired of his rhetorics and that is the podcast ladies and gentlemen thanks a lot for listening to this podcast please reach out to us on instagram and, and twitter at astopods uh, again thanks for listening to this podcast please uh like love share comment subscribe until i see you next time be safe. I'm Hassan and bye for now.